0: I know it's uh it's kind of an odd time. um That was today, Wednesday. Oh, we we got torn in the room. What's up, torn? <clears throat> what's going on, bro? What what's on your mind, man? How are you? Um, are you excited for UFC 274? That's the next one coming up, right? Is that one this weekend or is it next weekend? I don't remember. I know it's like right around the corner. But yeah, bro. How are you, man? Like um, hopefully everything good. Wow, we got uh, a couple of people in the room. Like such a weird time too. Um 11:24 p.m. where I'm at on a weekday, Wednesday. <laughs> Wasn't really expecting people to hop in, but we got Montreal. Uh Jurek just popped in. What's going on guys? What's up? What's up? How are you? I was just uh chatting with Torin. Um I'll ask you guys the same question. What what's new in your life? How are you guys doing? Hopefully everything is is great. I'm just here, uh, chilling out, drinking some water, which I have to do a lot more of. I'm terrible with drinking water. It's, uh, it's hurting me now. I'm getting a little bit older, so I gotta take care of myself a little bit better, but that's a whole other rant. You guys stoked for uh UFC 274? By the way, how's the mic coming in? Is the mic coming in clean? Uh, no noise, crisp i'm freaking stoked about 274 that's for damn sure um let me just look at that card real quick and uh see who's fighting exactly i mean i know for the main event it's um charles Oliveira versus gaichi which i just saw a picture of gaichi damn gaichi's in crazy good shape i think gaichi's in the best shape of his career from the last picture i saw um i think it was on his instagram well, we got Olivera versus Gaethje. That's that's just a banger right there. <clears throat> I'm looking at the odds. Charles is negative 170, and Justin Gaethje's plus 150, <coughs> which will make Oliveira the favorite. But that's not like a really big margin, so that's kind of interesting. Um, we got Rose Namajunas versus Carla es- Esparza. I was eh, like, eh. I'm not too thrilled about that. Tony versus Chandler, I'm hyped about. Tony versus Chandler, I'm hyped about. Uh, You got Chandler plus 300, and uh, Ferguson is negative 400. So, uh, let me see. We got Cerrone versus Joe Lawzon That's gonna be a fun one. That might be Donna Cerrone's last fight, and it may might be Joe Lawzon's last fight. Um, two two legends in my book. I really like Joe Lawzon. Um, really, really awesome storied career. I mean, he never was the champ, but he got he got some good wins, man. He's a good fighter. And I think for where he's at right now and where, where cowboys at, it should be a pretty even, even matchup, you know, good fight. Um, Shogun, who is fighting OSP. That's, that's, you know, Shogun's at at the end of his career. Definitely. So, but I got the odds screwed up. Isn't negative is the underdog, right? Am I confused with that? Why is my brain fried right now? (laughs) No, negative is the favorite, right? Am, Am I screwing that up? I feel so stupid right now. <clears throat> Jurek says Vera versus Font. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's this weekend, right? We got Eric in the room. What's going on, Eric? Uh, a lot of fans coming out. A lot of fans counting Gaethje out. Yeah, I see that, bro. Um, <clears throat> Which, I mean, it's cool. Like, everybody has their opinions, right? Um, I'm going to get back to that in a second, though. Montrell says... Oliveira versus Gaethje is hard to pick, knowing that Olivera is more well-rounded. But if he keeps uh getting hit, he'll get knocked out. <clears throat> Montrell says, I'll say 60-40 in favor of Oliveira. <clears throat> Let me go back to what Eric said, Montrell, and then um I would love to touch on that. Um, yeah, Eric, with the with the whole Uh, You know, a lot of fans counting Gaethje out. I mean, you know, Charles Oliveira, to my understanding, I think he's like on a 10-fight win streak. And I think he has like nine finishes or something like that. So, like, he's definitely on fire. But, you know, Styles make fights. And Justin Gaethje has like this crazy... He got this crazy finish rate, you know? I think out of, like, 22 fights, he's got, like, 20 finishes or something like that. I'm actually going to look it up. Let me look that up right now. Uh, Let me see. So, Gaethje, 23 wins, 19 by way of KO TKO. I mean, that's a crazy percentage, That's a crazy percentage. I'm I'm actually going to do the math right now and look up his uh, stoppage ratio because I'm really curious about that. All right. So 19 strike stoppages out of 23 wins. That's got to be like a 90 something... Oh, okay. okay, it's 82. It's basically 83% stoppage ratio. That is, like, absurdly high. That's really freaking high. And I think most of Gaethje's stoppages come in the earlier rounds, which I'm going to look right now. Yeah, so I'm scrolling down right now. Okay, so <clears throat> he fought Michael Chandler last at UFC 268. Um, stopped Tony Ferguson in the fifth round. That was in May 9th, 2020. And then if you go down the list, uh, Donna Cerrone, TKO first round. Barboza, first round stoppage. James Vick, first round stoppage. Johnson was in the second round. Uh, you got Ben Foster, first round. Luis Palomino, second. Uh, all right, so it's a mixture. So Geishi could actually stop you mid-fight, second and third round. Which is kind of impressive that he maintains his knockout power like as the fight goes on. But he's still a super dangerous dude. <clears throat> and to get to the... Um, oh, we got Francesco in the room. What's up, Francesco? I'm going to read your uh, comment in a second, bro. Um, Hope you're well. But as far as counting Gaethje out, yeah, I think it's just like because Oliveira is so sharp right now. And he has he's on such a win streak and, you know how many finishes he got, but styles make fights. And as Montreal just pointed out, <clears throat> Charles gets hit a lot. And <clears throat> Joe Rogan talks about this, um, how you have like a knockout punch ticket. And it's like, the more you get hit, the, the, the less durable your chin is. And there comes a point where like your, your chin is just like cracked, so to speak. Right. And you can't take the same amount of shots that you did. And that's very typical in fighting, as you guys know. Um, so Oliveira does get hit a lot, and with a guy like Gaethje, you can't just let that happen because, like, it's like look what happened to Tony. Tony got one of the most granite chins in in all of MMA history, and he relied on it a little bit too much against Gaethje. Like, I feel like Tony had the tools to beat Justin Gaethje, but I, I feel like Tony just it was not a good strategy against Gaethje. And I feel like he, he took so much damage early on that he couldn't like make up for the damage that he took, you know, it just affected his fighting and that's it. He was compromised and we all saw what happened. But if, um if Charles Oliveira does that, he might get knocked out, you know, he may, he may flat out get knocked out because we saw um, Michael Chandler almost stopped him in the first round. And 100%, Gaethje could do that. There's no doubt about that. If Gaethje connects on him clean, he could just knock him out and be the new champ. But Charles has—he has such clean striking right now. Like he's very, very patient, very methodical. Um, he appears durable, but like I said, you can't really rely on that too much with a guy like Gaethje. And Charles definitely has it in him to to stop Gaethje via strikes, which is crazy. You know, he's so dangerous. He definitely can get the submission, that's for sure. If he if he takes Gaethje's back, he's gonna be in trouble. I mean, that's not gonna be good, especially if it happens early on. <clears throat> but um, going back to Montrell's comment, uh, Montrell touched on Oliveira, you know, being very hittable, <clears throat> you know, well-rounded, but you can't you can't take shots like that from Justin Gaethje. And Montrell's 60-40, I think, is it's fair. It's fair. I think I had it reverse. Um, I may be totally wrong on my pick, but in the breakdown I did, you know, I had Gaichi, I believe, sixty forty. You know, just edging it out. Maybe I had like Gaichi fifty five forty five. Francesco says, um. It is currently 5.30 a.m. in Italy, and I am unable to sleep because of a tad of anxiety and excitement for police trials in a couple of hours. What is up, Dave? What is that? Police trials, Francesco. That's crazy that it's 5.30 right now. I would love to to visit Italy one day. You know, it looks like such a beautiful country, and um, France is on the radar uh, my girlfriend likes to travel a lot. She's been all over the place. I mean, I really never even been out of the States. You know, I've just, I just traveled within the United States, but, um, I would love to travel to, uh, different places. Italy's definitely on the bucket list. <clears throat> if I ever go to Italy, bro, and I'm in your area, we're going to have to get a coffee or something, you know, uh, share a beer. You can meet the girlfriend. She might be my wife by then. <laughs> jerk says um i see justin dominating round one but charles is dangerous once he gets hurt i see him winning in round three or two via choke but justin has a chance to kill charles yeah yeah 100% jerk for sure and i and i'm on the same page with you i think as the fight goes on you have to kind of favor charles Oliveira taking over like i said he's so he's so freaking dangerous um you know, everywhere standing and on the ground. And I don't know, like we were talking about this the other day. I know I was having a chat with somebody, um, how Charles is really good at taking your back standing. And he does this thing where like, he'll corral you like next to the cage and he'll hook a leg in and take your back like against the cage. And he uses the cage as like kind of leverage <coughs> to climb on top and pin you. And he's really good at that, and he gets just sink in a rear naked choke from like standing position. And I don't necessarily—I know Gaethje really hasn't been submitted a ton like that, but I just feel like if Charles takes his back, I—I I really believe that it might be over. You know, I don't—I don't know if Gaethje could defend Charles Oliveira on his back for like an extended amount of time. It's going to be really bad for him. <laughs> Uh, let me see. Francesco says, I agree with Montreux. Oliveira cannot keep his chin up in the air against Gaethje. He almost got finished by Chandler for it. Yes, yes. And Gaethje battered Chandler on the feet later in the fight. <clears throat> yeah, man. Absolutely. Um, and what's a little bit concerning with Charles Oliveira, like I like both guys. I don't I don't know if I'm necessarily rooting for one or the other. <clears throat> Maybe Charles Oliveira. I really like him a lot. I like his story. <clears throat> I think he's a cool, nice guy. Uh from what I see anyway. But what was I gonna say? Damn it. Totally lost my train of thought. Chin up in the air. Almost got uh finished. By- oh yes, I know what I was gonna say. <clears throat> What's concerning for for Olivera Oliveira, excuse me, <clears throat> is that I was reading comments, he did like an interview and he was saying that um he knows what Gaethje's gonna do. Gaethje's gonna try to come at him hard, try to knock him out early in the first round. And and by like the comments I was reading, it kind of sounded like Charles was like obliging, going toe to toe with him. And I don't know if he's just saying this in an interview to throw off Justin Gaethje, but that's that's a bad strategy. It's it's a really bad strategy to try to go toe to toe with Justin early on. I mean, I I think it's very dangerous to do that. Eric Gould says uh, both Gaethje and Oliveira have been a lot of, in a lot of wars. They have, man, they have. Who do you think's been in more wars and who's taken more damage? Um, I know Oliveira's been knocked out several times. I think Justin Gaethje's been stopped via strikes. Yeah, he has. Um, Eddie Alvarez stopped him. Dustin Poirier stopped him. <clears throat> but yeah, they have both definitely been in a lot of uh, battles. So <clears throat> it kind of it kind of makes you think. Let me take a drink of water. Jesus, my, my um asthma and throat are killing me right now. Yeah, so thinking about it, um who, who has more wear and tear, you know? That's a that's a good question. Francesco says <clears throat> within the storm, there are men, there are not many who can withstand Chandler's power, <clears throat> as much as there are many who can withstand Gaethje's power. I don't see Olivera getting any stoppage by strikes. I think it's possible, Francesco. Um, it, it's it's possible, but I definitely think that is more comfortable on the feet. I feel like he's more of um I may be wrong with this, but I feel like he's more of a pure striker. And I, I mean, I would definitely be surprised if Oliveira knocks him out. I mean, I wouldn't be like super shocked. I think I think it's possible because Oliveira is very he throws great combinations. He's pretty damn precise now, and he's, like, like patient, and he will get into the danger zone. He will, like, sit in the pocket and trade with you and wait till he lands, like, a perfect shot. <clears throat> but, I mean, that's really dangerous <laughs> with Justin Gaethje playing that game. Uh, path to victory for me, like, I, I would will, I will be more... I would think that Charles will win more via submission from, like, Gaethje being, like tired, like gassing a little bit, Charles beating him in the grappling. And I would think Gaethje would, his path to victory is more like the striking. Like I feel like in one of those exchanges that he would just crack Charles Oliveira with something and he's not going to, he's not going to get up. So we'll see what happens. Also, who has better cardio and conditioning? I mean, I, I think Charles Oliveira does. We got we got Brandon in the room. What's up, Brandon? Good to see you, man. Thank you for hopping in the live, bro. Thank you to everybody taking the time out of your day or night to just kick it with me right now on a live. Really appreciate that. Torrin says, um, if Charles tries to sit in the pocket with Justin Gagey, it's gonna be an early night for sure. <clears throat> I know, right, Torin? That's the thing, man. Like Remember the Chandler versus uh, Gaethje fight? Um, Gaethje was getting cracked, and he had, like, the stinky leg. He was getting stunned, but he still would, like, return fire, like, even kind of, like, dizzy and dazed. And the dude was, like, still dangerous. Like, he still would crack um, Chandler back and wobble him. That was such a crazy uh, fight. But Gaethje has this way of, like, finding the mark. He throws, like... um just like these tricky looping shots like at weird angles and it's like I feel like in that firefight he's so good at just like catching you you know like it's like the dude thrives in that kind of like just war like like in the fire in the pocket exchanging someone's gonna go down first and it's like that's Gaethje's element and Charles Charles looks like he enjoys it as well, but I feel like Gaethje's like that's like his zone, and definitely if they get into like one of those exchanges, like yeah, man, I I definitely think that um Gaethje could just catch him with some kind of looping shot and turn his lights out. <clears throat> I missed this comment, but Jurek said that um it's three it's three thirty p.m. in New Zealand. <clears throat> I'm always like so amazed by like the geographical locations of you guys you know it's so cool that we could all connect from different parts of the world and the different time zones and whatnot right now jerk like i said it's it's 11 something at night right now it's eleven forty three 43 p.m i have to work tomorrow it's a you know weekday um and um yeah it's kind of late for me i should get to bed soon but i felt like hopping on, on a live and just connecting with you guys i know it's been a while Torrance says, um, Charles can't fight Justin Gaethje like he did Dustin Poirier. No, he can't, dude. He definitely can't. Which is, isn't that funny? Like the whole MMA math thing, (laughs) because Dustin Poirier, I have to like rewatch that fight, but I remember like Dustin Poirier, like weathering the storm and like basically outgunning, you know, Justin Gaethje. Maybe, maybe outgunning is not the right word, but he weathered the storm And he wore Justin Gaethje out and, um, and stopped him. And it's like, he went toe to toe with Justin Gaethje and it's like Charles went toe to toe with him, came out on top. Um, but it's like Charles can't go toe to toe with Gaethje, you know, MMA is like such an interesting sport like that. This human, you know, like human chess match, like so many variables and skill sets, Like we talked about this before. You can have a guy that's like ranked number seven and something about him. It it, it, like, you know, something about his style, his skill set, his mindset, mindset as well, can beat the number two or the number one, you know, but the number one and the number two could beat everybody else up to seven. It's like the weirdest thing. Harvey dance in a room. What's up, Harvey? Long time. No see, bro. Thank you for hopping in. We got GOAT in the room. What's going on, GOAT? Really appreciate all you guys hopping in. The room is slowly filling up. I think that's so awesome. GOAT says, thoughts on uh, Tommy Fury versus Jake Paul? <clears throat> I like it, GOAT. I mean, I would like to see it. <clears throat> I think it's a very uh, even-ish match, you know? Um in some ways, I feel like Jake Paul's almost like ducking Tommy Fury. It's weird. It's like the dude seems open to fight right now. I know they they had they were supposed to box and and Tommy Fury pulled out because he had an injury, and then it's like Jake Paul just clowned him and dismissed him. And you know Bisbing talked about this. <clears throat> you know Jake Paul was starting crap with Michael Bisbing. You Know a 43 year old dude who has one eye, two bad knees. Um, mind you, I don't feel like Bisbing is a complete invalid that can't defend himself, you know, against Jake Paul. I think, (laughs) I think Jake Paul would be um unpleasantly surprised by how capable Bisbing is in a boxing match, but and also Bisbing is going to be like his size, if not bigger, I believe bigger. But you know, Bisbing talked about it's like Jake Paul's calling out him. He's calling out um, Oscar De La Hoya, who's been retired forever, and he's smaller. You know, uh, there was somebody else, and it's kind of like, you know, he, Tyron Woolly. Now, granted, I did think that Woolly was going to knock him out. Um, I was dead wrong. <laughs> dead wrong both fights. You know, Tyron showed up as the frozen one, you know, unfortunately. And um, Jay took him out in the second fight, but... <clears throat> But yeah, Jake is very selective of uh who he, who he competes against. And you know, the dude is kind of smart. I mean, he's like a troll. He's like the most successful troll on the planet, you know? He's the most famous and the the richest troll basically. And <clears throat> he's very selective of who he who he picks to to box against and who he could beat. Like he's not a dumb guy, you know. But I want to see him fight somebody closer to their prime or somebody, like, young, like, in their prime. That's his size. And and I want to see him against a boxer boxer. Like, forget this MMA crap. Stop calling out these MMA dudes. You know, it's not like he's stepping into the mixed martial arts cage. You know, it's like these MMA fighters. You know, he's, he's calling these people out and they're willing to step into the boxing world. And it's like... How about you don't, how about you don't fight somebody that's like retired or or like semi over the hill on a losing streak or with injuries like Bisbing? you know, fight a boxer, dude. Like you call yourself a boxer, fight a young boxer. That's in his prime fight. Tommy Fury, but super long winded rant, um, goat. I would like to see it, man. I want to see Jake Paul versus, um, Tommy Fury. to to really see what Jake's about when he fights somebody that's more of a boxer. Harvey says, um, who you picking versus, uh, in Gus versus Krylov? I don't know, man. I don't know. I got to like kind of study that fight a little bit more. I know where, where Gus is at, uh, Nikita Krylov, right? That's him. I got to look at, um, uh, Krylov a bit and go over like their skill sets and stuff like that and really think about it. I haven't really put too much thought into it, to be honest but I I wish Gustafson the best. I I don't know what's going to happen, honestly. I definitely think Gus is like, you know, at the end of his career, basically, but we'll see. We'll see. Brandon says, Gaethje is probably the hardest matchup for Charles. Some people probably disagree, but I think it's even harder for him than Islam. I don't think that's a crazy sentiment at all, man. I know a lot of people would disagree with you, but... I'm probably inclined to agree with you, man, because it's like Styles Styles make fights. Like, Gaethje got that heavy wrestling background, even though he really doesn't use it too much. Defensively, he does. So, I think Charles will have a hard time getting him down. But the thing is with Charles, like, he doesn't really have to get you down to, like, threaten you with a submission. He kind of just latches on to you. He drags you down. He can get something standing. But, yeah, man, like, Gaethje's, um, just his skill set and his style... It's definitely problematic because <clears throat> Charles has this style right now where he likes to get into the pocket and exchange with guys. And that's like where Gacy thrives and he catches people. You know, um, he sneaks them with shots. And that's just like his specialty. <clears throat> and um, like I said, you're not really going to take Gacy down if you're Charles, uh, unless if um, Gacy's kind of gassing towards a little bit later in the fight. And like I feel like Islam's—I'm not saying that is Islam can't beat um Oliveira, but Islam's style kind of plays into like Gaethje's strength, um, not Gaethje um Oliveira's strengths, right? Because it's like Charles is probably just as skilled as Islam Makachev standing, if not more. I'd argue he's he's more skilled standing at this very moment islam is catching up he's pretty good standing he's you know he's he's becoming more well-rounded but i give charles the edge on the feet pure strength wise like charles is really fucking strong like he's got that crazy uh grip strength but i think islam is stronger than him but it's like with islam's strong grappling and wrestling background it's like if he takes charles down it could go one of two ways. He can take, take Charles down and absolutely neutralize everything he does because Islam does have good submission defense because those guys have Sambo backgrounds. And Sambo is is very, is very grappling and submission-based. Those guys, they don't have to train pure BJJ. They're very aware of arm bars and knee bars and <clears throat> all kinds of submissions. So Islam has great sub-defense. So like... I would think Oliveira would invite him to take him down. I don't really think Oliveira's gonna be too concerned with being taken down because if he's on his back, he can make something happen. He could snatch up an arm, you know, he can he can snag a guillotine, he could go, he could sweep Islam, you know, be really tricky on the ground. He's a viper on that mat. So if if Islam takes him down, it could go one of two ways. Like he could either neutralize everything Charles does and shut him down, and just beat the beat the brakes off of him with ground and pound, or he's going to put himself in danger. <clears throat> so it's it's tough to say. I don't I don't know, but I do kind of agree. Like Gaethje might be a tougher fight. <clears throat> Torrance says, "Do you think Tony Ferguson and Chandler will be a fight of the night, or will Chandler take the lay and pray route?" <clears throat> I think Chandler, it's tough to say to him because <coughs> I I could have swore, like I saw an interview with Chandler where like he was talking about not really fighting for the crowd anymore. You know, uh, someone talked to him. I don't know if it was his wife or something. Maybe I'm confused here, but I could have swore I saw something. He was talking about it and he might fight safer. He might try to take Tony down and you know, just ground and pound and try to control him and neutralize him. But Channer also has that thing in him where he likes to put on a show. So maybe he'll just disregard that and just straight go toe-to-toe with Tony. And Tony's very, very heavy-handed. I think a lot of people overlook just how heavy-handed Tony is. He has a lot of stoppages on his record. You know, he hits hard as hell. <laughs> so I've been transparent with this. I mean... I'm very honest with, with uh my opinions and I'm very straight up with them. And I do think Chandler's gonna win. I'm concerned for Tony, but my heart is with Tony. I'm definitely rooting for Tony Ferguson. I'm a big Tony Ferguson fan. I love the guy to death. He's such a character. He was such a bad mofo at his at his peak. And um I would love to see Tony come back and get a, you know, get a nice win to show people he's not done, you know. Torrance says, uh, "Didn't Dustin P supposed to have been the hardest matchup for Charles as well? And he and he passed that test with flying colors. Justin Gaethje won't be any different." <clears throat> Harvey says, "Because Jose Jose just fought, fought a few months ago and Vera." <clears throat> Ryan Garcia called out Jake Paul. <clears throat> That's interesting. I find Ryan Garcia too small to fight Jake Paul unless he bulks up and puts on some muscle. You know, I don't know how much Grant, Brian Garcia weighs, but I would think he needs at least like twenty, twenty, twenty-five pounds to contest, uh, Jake Paul, man. Um, not that Jake Paul is this like amazing boxer, but he's a big kid. You know, he's a he's a big dude, and sometimes that that kind <clears> of <throat> if somebody's more skilled than you, sometimes their the brute size and strength kind of like is like an equalizer. You know, <clears throat> it's not the case all the time, but. A lot of times it is. All right, let's see. Goat says, Yeah, the only thing that scares me about Jake versus um Mike is Jake covering that good eye of Mike and throwing something that could catch Mike. Yeah, I mean it's a concern. I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that Bisbing beats his ass. I mean, I think truthfully, I think Bisbing beats him, you know. Um but it's tough to say because Mike hasn't fought in a while. He's 43 and like father time catches up to you like almost overnight. You know, he could go in there and get like knocked out by Jake Paul, which would be super depressing. But what gives me hope is like Bisping is going to be bigger than him, basically. And I mean, there's such a freaking experience gap, like toughness gap. We never seen Jake Paul hurt like that and rally back. Um, we saw Jake Paul has a chink in his armor with the gas tank. That was like Bisbing's specialty. You know, the cardio and conditioning. Mike Mike never got tired. He would like wear guys out. And um, bisbing has been training boxing probably longer than Jake's been alive. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Bisping has trained striking forever. You know, that includes boxing. He may not be a professional boxer, but like... But like, I mean, so many MMA guys train boxing... You know, they're no stranger to it. It's just adapting to like, you know, a boxing, a strict boxing match with the, with the, you know, the, the rules and the the time limits of the rounds and the pace, you know? So, but yeah, Mike, you know, if, if Bisping comes in anything close to, to, you know, his peak on any level, he's just going to beat Jake Paul's ass. Um, you know, Bisming with one eye, he admitted himself he won like 10 fights in a belt, <laughs> you know, and that's like dealing with uh head kicks and all kinds of shit that can come on that side of your face. So he did okay with that, uh with one eye, but you know, he got two replaced knees at this point, so I don't know. Could be my bias because I love Bisming so much. <laughs> Brandon says, um, I'm a Charles fan and there's a path to victory for him against Justin, but man, he's going to take some damage. He might, man, he might, unless he fights smart. You know, it's going to be interesting too. What about the leg kick game from both of these guys? You know, what, what, what's going to happen there? Like is, um, is Gaethje going to employ leg kicks against Charles and, and, you know, what about that strategy? How's that going to affect Charles Oliveira? You know? What about Oliveira? Is he gonna employ you know low kicks against Gechi? Let me um address some people that came in the room. Wow, we got a full room tonight, guys. Very, very cool to see. Um, blues in the room. What's going on, blue? What's up, what's up? Hope you're well, my friend. Uh, we got Natero. What's going on, my friend? What's up, Natero? We got Angelo. What's up, Angelo? <clears throat> Let me just scroll up. I know I'm late with some of the comments. Uh, let me see. Gold said, "I'm gonna go through these a little quicker." Uh, Gold says, "But I think if he fights Anderson, he wins. I give him more respect, but I still favor Anderson. 90-10, I think Anderson destroys Jake. I think, yeah, I think Anderson beats his ass too. <laughs> like it's not even gonna be close." Rami says, "Um, <clears throat> what's up, Slam? What's going on, Rami? <clears throat> I'm at a loss of words. They just confirmed UFC London two. Um, I went to Asp I went to Aspinall versus Volkov." <laughs> And never felt atmosphere like that before. It was absolutely insane. Wow. That's such a... That's so awesome, man. What memories there, huh? That's so cool. Torrance says, uh, Charles can submit you standing. He doesn't have to get you to the ground. That's facts right there. Francesco says, if Charles retains against Gaethje, is there somebody who thinks an eventual Oliver versus Makachev match could be full on the feet? <clears throat> on the feet, huh? I mean, for me, like I probably would favor... uh. Du Bronx, um in a striking battle with Mac- Islam Magachev, but that's just me. Blue says, Gilbert Burns versus Dustin Poirier picks MMA slam. Mmm, I did see that. Burns um, <clears throat> tweeted to Dustin, like, you know, let's do this because Dustin saying he wants a fight. Damn, I probably would favor Gilbert Burns, Blue, to be honest with you, because <clears throat> Gilbert Burns is such a tank. Um... He's such a strong guy. He got like knockout power. I just, I, I don't know. I feel like at 170, I think Gilbert Burns would beat Poirier. <laughs> Gold says, I agree. I uh, give Islam versus Charles 50 50. Harder to side because it's hard to pick against Islam. Because his only loss was a TK loss. But Charles, on the other hand, is an absolute terror and in his prime. Yes, yes. 100%. <clears throat> that's such a. That's such a. Intriguing close fight. It's very hard to pick uh, Islam versus Oliveira. <clears throat> Brandon says um, Islam kind of had a moment where he was getting caught in a leg lock against Tiago Moises. I, I remember that. And it seemed like he didn't know what to do. Not a good not a good sign going to a fight with Charles. Mm. Interesting observation. Go says imagine a smarter a smart brawler Chandler I think he could be top top three possibly champion yeah honestly Chandler got the tools to um to be the UFC champion you know um he I don't know like Chandler you know he's an exciting fighter but I think he definitely hurts himself like fighting to be exciting not fighting to win you know you got guys like Habib that fought to win he didn't fight to be exciting, and at the end of the day, when you look back at Habib's career, he's so like revered right now, you know nobody not a lot of people are saying he was boring, they're just like, oh undefeated, and, and you know just a spectacular career so you know but and then but and then you know we love warriors, you know we we love guys that put on a show, and Chandler's definitely an exciting guy. But it's probably not good for his career and path, the way he fights. Because he got so many tools, man. He's such a good wrestler. He's so strong. I feel like if he if he goes like the Matt Hughes route and takes guys down, he could grind, pound, grind and pound the shit out of them. But he likes to just stand and bang. Natura <clears throat> says down late in the chat. Yeah, a little bit Natura. It's all good, man. I definitely... Um, I'm going to hop on another one. <clears throat> I got... um an interview with uh Emmanuel from uh prospect mma that's coming up Friday so I don't think it's gonna be a live one though but <clears throat> he had his first mixed martial arts fight he's 35 years old he used to be like a really really heavy guy with a lot of uh you know, personal obstacles to overcome in his life. And it's a pretty cool story. I can't wait to talk to Emmanuel. I did a, that other segment with him. So it's going to be like a follow-up, which is pretty cool. I just love listening to people's stories. Torrance says, "Um, the UFC ruined Tony Ferguson, if you ask me. Yeah, they screwed him over, man. They definitely screwed him over in many ways. Natiel said, did you see Canelo respond to... Ali and Usman on Twitter. I saw that, and I saw their response. And things are getting a little bit heated back and forth. Like Canelo's, like who the hell is this dude <laughs> about Ali? <clears throat> and then Usman pointed something out that he's ready to 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 do this, like in the ring or in the MMA cage, like. And if Canelo's down for both, so. <clears throat> but Canelo's a boxer. He never he never claimed to. Oh, we got Tiger to find his hay slam brother Benoit. Remember me. Yes, Tiger. Yes, it's been a while. <laughs> it's definitely been a while. Um, good to see you in the chat. And I uh, hope you're well, man. I hope you are well. Uh where where was I? Um oh Canelo, Canelo. So Canelo never claimed to be one of these people. Like he's he doesn't want to do MMA. He I never really seen an interviewer that come out of his mouth. You know, he he knows his lane, he knows he's a boxer, you know, and it's it's Usman calling him out for a boxing match. And um, you know, let's be real, like it's it's not so much the challenge like Usman just wants a big payday. That's it, you know. It's 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 not about being the greatest of all time combatant. It's not, it's a payday, and I can't blame him, you know, <clears throat> but he's definitely chasing Canelo. <clears throat> Natal says, I think Jake sleeps bisming. I do think Bisping will land a few punches, but not a lot. Um, Angelo says, "What's up? The channel been doing well. Sending my regards. What's going on, Angelo? Um, the channel's doing okay, man. I think I think it's doing okay. You know, <clears throat> it's a slow progression and slow build, <coughs> but that's okay. You know, you build a house with a with a with a strong foundation and last forever. You know what I mean? Um." subs and, and, and whatever's going on with it is just, it's just straight up, straight up earned, you know, like not, not, I don't buy subscribers. I don't nothing funny. Like I don't do clickbait. I'm not a clickbait person. Um, I don't do those and I'm not hating on people who do this, but I don't do the, um, why did this happen? Or like those generic, you know, thumbnails that, seem they seem to be like a thing you know why gaichi lost or blah 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 like you know i don't that's not my style i don't do that and if it takes me forever to 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 get some growth on a channel so be it um i'm gonna do the content that i'm passionate about and the content that motivates me and you know the content that i think would be appreciated in mma community so my goal is uh First and foremost, just like the passion of the sport and the enjoyment of uh doing videos and talking m m a so but rant rant yeah man i'm 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 stoked man, I'm super stoked with the growth uh when when it hits like five k i'm gonna be like it's pretty cool, man, it's pretty cool, and then I'm gonna have a number of like ten thousand subs, you know that'll that'll be something like. Really, I mean, for me, I'd be really proud of that. I'd be like, man, I got a channel. It's got like 10K, you know, 10K subs. Really cool. One day, one day, we'll see. Uh Let me see. <clears throat> Tiger says, Slam, I was watching this video of Master Dog get caught by the same combination he has struggled with his entire career. What's that combo? <clears throat> What's the combo, Tiger? Interesting, interesting. Brandon says, I have a feeling that we're going to see Tony leave his gloves on Octagon and retire after the Channer fight. That kind of, the kind of power might be too much for Tony to deal with nowadays. I think if he loses badly, it's a, it's a high possibility he does that. Nateo says, rewatch Jake fights. He has pretty good IQ, man. Y'all sleep on Jake. I think he's actually turning into a a pretty formidable boxer i mean i definitely i definitely would say that um he's a dangerous dude he's got power um i think i think people are kind of slowly like waking up too with um with jake's skill you know like increasing and it's like he's a young guy i think he's like what 24 25 and he's got he's a millionaire so he has like all the time in the world all the resources to, to just get better and better so how could you not improve you know what i mean Natil says, um, <clears throat> Logan called out Patty. Is he dumb? It, it, it's kind of weird. It's very weird. Patty Pimblett's a 155er and he blows up to like 200 pounds, but he's not 200 pounds like um solid. You know, He's just 200 pounds fluffed up. And I'm sure he's not a weak guy, but that's a pretty big size deficit. Um, And mixed martial arts with the experience of, of Patty Pimblett." In that world over um Logan Paul. I mean, I don't know. Like, I probably would still favor Patty Pimblett, man. Patty Pimblett's a he's a scrapper, man. He's been in the fire, and he's way, you know, he's way more experienced <clears throat> than um Logan Paul. I don't know. And I definitely think he's more skilled. I mean, Logan Paul has that wrestling background, but I mean that's about it. He's a okay boxer, like you know, <clears throat> he's okay. But it's definitely, I mean, it's kind of weird. It's definitely weird him calling out such a smaller guy. It's odd. He could just be doing it for attention to get us, like, talking and, like, crapping on him. Which is working, because here I am, kind of ragging on him a little bit. <clears throat> Tiger says, if Usman and everyone else can catch Masvidal with the same combination, Connor most definitely will. I mean, it's possible. You know, Conor could definitely knock him out. Uh, I-, I would personally favor Usman by up. Uh, Pretty large margin. I think <clears throat> Usman's like big and durable enough, like strong enough to kind <clears> of <throat> survive whatever Connor's bringing early on. And I feel like if he gets a hold of Connor, he's just, uh, once he gets a hold of Connor, I feel like it's pretty much over. You know, he's just going to freaking pound his face to the mat. Connor's not going to be able to get up. But you never know. You never know. Me, I mean, hey, look at Connor versus Habib. He made it to the fourth round. He did a lot better than a lot of other people, and and a lot of people were sleeping on Connor. You know, he won the third round. He got out of mount position. Habib had mount on, on him. He got out. That was pretty impressive. He survived to the fourth round. So, 170 pound motivated Connor. You know, he's definitely bulked up right now. Who the hell knows? <clears throat> I do favor Usman, though, in a big way. (laughs) Torrance says Canelo would beat the brakes off of Usman. He would beat the brakes off off of him in a boxing match, like 100,000%. Francesco says, I kind of feel sad for Dustin Poirier. He looked sluggish to me in his last fight against Oliveira. He looked off to me, I mean, mentally. I saw that. I know what you're saying. Yeah, and he even talked about his motivation, too, not being the same. And he seems motivated again, but sometimes, like, when you lose that fire, it's like you're just kind of fooling yourself, you know? It's like you're pep-talking yourself to, to be that hungry guy again. And then you lose another fight, and then you lose another fight, you know? And then you just you you call it a day. We've seen that time and time again with guys. Like, you know, guys definitely lose it, and then they just come back again and again, and they act like, you know, um, they're still hungry, and they're the sharpest they've ever been. And it's just not the case. Um, I guess we'll find out in his next fight. <clears throat> Mancho says, Bisping won his rematches against Rockhold and Henderson and mostly lost to people on PDs. Big facts right there. <clears throat> Big facts. Brandon says, how do you see Volk doing against Charles at 55? Um, <clears throat> I mean, for me, Brandon, I, I mean, I would, I think that's a really... Really tough fight for Volkanovski, man. I mean, I may be sleeping on him because I thought Max is going to give him a lot more issues. And they were really, really close fights. Uh, Volkanovski definitely has proved me wrong. Uh, on many occasions now Um, i'm a believer but i feel like moving up to 155 against a monster like charles i mean this is going to be such a size you know difference between the two i think charles is about max's height but i just feel like charles would be just so much like thicker like bigger than than max in comparison to um volkanovsky and um, <clears throat> I, I don't think that'll go well for Volk. I really don't. I probably would... Like, if I put a ratio on it, I would will, I will pick, like, Charles, like... Like, over 60-40. Pr- probably, like, 70-30 to be Volkanovski at 155. Tiger says, Connor's too small for Usman. <clears throat> uh, Tiger says, Slam is the same combo. Usman landed on Masvidal. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, what happens to Masvidal in that fight? Like, Usman... I think he landed the right hand, right? And he did like one of those like slap, slap hooks to his hands. He's like, like guys do that like in boxing. And it's a, it's a common basic technique. You just basically sweep their guard away, like with a fake left hook and you just slap their hands out the way. And you know, they're distracted with that shot. And like I said, like their hands get cleared and then you just follow up with a right hand or like a left of your softball. And I think you're correct. I saw like another fight where um Masvidal got caught with the same exact setup. I want to say you're hundred percent correct. Efren <clears throat> says, um, I don't see anyone beating Volk at 145. He's a monster. I think he destroys both Pitbull and McKee. Yeah, Volk, <clears throat> he's hundred percent dialed in. He's at his absolute peak and prime right now. You know, mentally one of the toughest. Um, nobody's beating him for a while at 145. What's going to be Volkanovski at 145 is like father time. You know, once he starts slowing down himself, then he's going to lose. Natiel says Tyson Fury is greater than Mike Tyson. Y'all can get mad in my opinion. <coughs> I think both of them are heavyweight goats, man. T- Tyson Fury, he definitely made his mark. He's, he has to be talked about in my opinion as like one of the the boxing heavyweight Greatest of all time. And Mike Tyson in his prime, oh my God, that guy was just the absolute phenom. I still find him the hardest, scariest puncher of all time, the most savage. And um, I don't, there's not many people that are going to beat Prime Iron Mike, you know? But the thing is with Fury, like if you had like a time machine, Fury's so damn big. I mean, there's such a, even though Mike probably hits harder. Uh, Fury hits pretty damn hard by default because he's so damn big. And he has great technique and and mechanics and whatnot. Um, And it's just like the height and reach would be very difficult for Mike to overcome. But, you know, Mike was also... If you take Mike Tyson at his absolute best, he was so explosive and so fast. And he had that that bobbing, weaving, peekaboo style. And I was watching some videos... Or, some material on Mike Tyson's style, and I remember like hearing them talk about it as well. customado would you know make it a thing em- embedded this in Mike's head, part of his training and his style, like you know every time somebody throws something at you, basically like you make them pay like while he's slipping a shot, he's countering like right away and Mike was so damn good at that. He was so good at getting under punches and and, and getting past, like, that red zone, you know, past your offense, enter your, your, your weak area, and just, like, countering and landing on you. Like, once he got into, like, hook and uppercut distance, like, you were screwed, you know? He was such a scary fighter, but, man, I don't know. We saw what Lennox Lewis did to Mike, but Mike was definitely, like, out of his prime and not motivated, but... You know, Lennox Lewis used that height and reach and just basically jab Mike's head off. And I could definitely see Tyson Fury doing that. But against playing Mike Tyson, I don't know. I, I really don't know. <clears throat> and uh, Tiger, Wilder's all rated. Natal said, I think Fury would be all. Ephraim says, I heard rumors of Zabit might, might be retiring. I hope not. It could be interesting, but I would favor Volk winning ever since I saw him get a... Get out of the Ortega choke. I know this dude is a different breed at 145. Yeah, the the Ortega uh, submission attempts, the way Volkanovski fall out of that, that shit was bananas. You know, maybe on another night, Volkanovski would have tapped and went to sleep. You know, I think part of that was luck. A lot, Most of it was a grit and determination, but man, it was it was crazy. He was almost probably going to get choked unconscious or... Yeah, that was that was just nuts. Not many people get out of that position. And and um when Otaker has a guillotine clamped on like that. Kind of like his special team. Tiger says Roy Jones Jr. sleeps wilder. <clears throat> Mattel says, I think Zabit beats Volk if he fixes his cardio. Oh yeah, let me just touch on Zabit. Yeah, the Zabit retiring rumor. Man, that sucks because he's so freaking good. Zabit is amazing and I don't understand why he hasn't been competing. I don't know what's going on with that. If it's a politics thing, um, it's very weird. It's very weird and it's it's a shame and it's very sad. Like a guy like in his in his prime. Um, yeah, it's crazy. Just just Torin just says Zabit retired. Man, if he really retired, hopefully it's like a bargaining you know it's a bluff or something i don't know man that that would be very very unfortunate but guys i'm gonna call it um 59 minutes basically an hour um it's kind of the usual for the live sometimes i go longer but um thanks so much guys for hopping in um appreciate it so much you have no idea and um you guys have a nice night have a nice day wherever you're at stay blessed stay safe and I will catch you guys on the, um, on the next one, all right? Thank you so much for the support again, guys. Later.